Matthew B. Cox, welcome back. It's been a long time. It's feel like it's been years, but it's only been 15 episodes since you've been on here. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. How you been, man? It's been a long time. How did you survive? How did you do? How did you weather the storm, the Hurricane Ian? I mean, it was, you know, <clears throat> like we were just saying, it just, you know, you know, it turned. Yeah. We got lucky. I, I didn't think, even when it said it was headed towards Tampa, it still said kind of north of Tampa. And I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm it said south. it was going to hit south of Tampa. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, I'm like 30 minutes, I'm like 20, probably 30 minute drive, maybe 40 minute drive from Tampa. So I'm like, I mean, I'm just, and, and we're I'm far I'm, enough. Yeah. We're 30 minutes. I'm 30 minutes, or 30 miles in from like the coast. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to dissipate pretty rapidly. Yeah. You were, mm. you so were I in a wasn't, good spot. Yeah. I wasn't that, I wasn't concerned. But then, of course, then, then I saw what happened to Fort Myers. Fort Myers got wow. fucking totaled. It looks like a nuclear bomb went off. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. I didn't expect that. Underwater, everything's fucking underwater. Yeah, I, I really thought. I just same. I thought. I thought out oh, they're overreacting. Yeah, you know, too. like they always overreact, and then you see it, and you're like, oh fuck, it oh, really devil. Yeah, like New I Orleans. Got lucky. Yeah, yeah, it looked fucked up down there, man. We got so lucky it didn't hit us. We would have been fucking destroyed, especially in Tampa and St. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I we mean, also got saved by the storm water. surge because of the the counterclockwise, the way the storm rotates counterclockwise, it sucked all the water out of the bay and out of the. Did Gulf. you see the pictures of see oh, the Hillsborough River? It's like empty, no. completely no. dry. Yeah. Oh, all I, I remember, I was watching TikToks and YouTube and stuff, and there's people walking out like off a of bayshore where the they're, ocean is. Yeah, they're they're yeah. walking way out. I mean, yeah, it sucked all hundreds the water of out. yards so out. Weird. They're just walking around. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, got lucky as shit over here. They say we're uh, we're guarded by the, the sacred Indian land over here. That's why we get spared all the time. Yeah, apparently there's. Uh, <laughs> he's not from here. So, oh, you are from here. I'm yeah, Matt's from here. He's apparently, been scamming uh, here since the eighties. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently there's some sacred like Indian burial grounds all around Pinellas County, and uh, a lot of people around here like to say that that's the reason the storms always miss us. No, oh, I mean I don't. I don't know. <laughs> There's no other logical explanation. Did you guys lose power at all? No. That's always the worst part about these hurricanes, especially not obviously in Fort Myers. There's a lot worse things that can happen, but it seems like always in Tampa, like especially Irma back in 2017, there was like a lot of trees down, a lot of shit got ripped up, but nobody had power in my neighborhood for like seven or eight days. I'll take your word for it. And it was, I was terrible. Where were you at? Oh, you're probably Coleman. Oh, you were in Coleman. That's probably one of the like? safest places it, to it be during a hurricane. Yeah, yeah probably, you never lose power there, do you? Oh, I don't know. If, no, they didn't lose power. But what was funny is, you know, I would get these these emails on the CoreLink system. People, are you going to be okay? I'm like, my God, a nuclear <laughs> you're in a bomb fortress here. I'm in, exactly. I'm in a bunker. Like, <laughs> really trust are. me, I'm going to be fine. They served. I remember, you know, like they don't let you leave. They just lock the doors. And what then, if it floods in there? No. Okay. Um, it, 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 I mean, in other prisons it's flooded, but it didn't flood there. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've heard of places where it's floods. Oh, they'll move whole par- prisons. Like if they think yeah. it's going to hit, they'll put everybody on planes. That's what I was thinking. Out. Like, will they take you out of there? They will. They'll it. put you on con air and get you out. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. And they'll push you, send you to another, pr- they'll fly you out of state, send you to another prison, stack you up eight people in a cell yeah. and, yeah. you know, but they don't want to leave you there to, to listen. The, the one thing they're going to pretty much keep you alive. Mm. You know, unless you're sick and then you're just, worth money you know, to them. Each prisoner is worth a lot of money. Yeah. It's what? 30, $32,000 a year. 
Crazy. For people that, uh, I, there's probably going to be some new listeners here today. We've had, since you've been on, we've acquired quite a few new subscribers and listeners to the podcast. Mm. We're now north of half a million subscribers. Whoop, whoop. And, beow, beow, uh, beow. So tell people out there who don't know who you are, give them your elevator pitch, your true crime elevator pitch. Mm, how how long how, an elevator pitch is that three minutes or five give minutes? Give us like a minute, a minute. A and minute? Half. Yeah, give us a give me a sixty second a sixty second pitch of, of your background and who Matt Cox is. Uh, my name is Matt Cox and I own a mortgage company at one point and then I started pulling real estate scams and I started creating synthetic individuals, synthetic people, and borrowing millions of dollars in those people's names. Eventually I was caught. I was on the run for three years. Uh, eventually I Sorry, eventually I got caught by the Secret Service and they gave me 26 years in prison. I did 13 years and got out. Thanks and, to Frank Amadeo. And, and, and met, yeah, and met, um, met Danny. Tell the story about how we met for people that are listening, how, how you reached out and then the, so sense. when I was locked up, I, I, I had written a bunch of, uh, true crime stories because I've been locked up for a while and I wrote my own memoir. And so after I wrote my, my book, other guys kind of like started saying, Hey, you ought to, you know, you ought to write this guy's story. You ought to write that guy's story. So I ended up writing, you know, Ephraim Deveroli's story, the guy from War Dogs. Mm -hmm. And then I got a bunch of guys in, in Rolling Stone magazine and I optioned the film rights to some of my stories. And I wrote a bunch of other stories and started talking to reporters. So when I got out, I wanted to start a true crime podcast, which I never did. Um, I kind of did, but well, you kind of got one now. Kind of. So I wanted to do, True crime. Like I thought, oh, I'll do that. And so when I was in prison, I mean, I was in the halfway house, a buddy of mine said, you need to reach out to this guy, Danny. Um, he runs this YouTube channel called called uh, Concrete, and he's in the area. And I was like, well, why? He's always oh, got this guy on there who talks about real estate. And I went, man, nobody wants to talk to me about real estate. And he said, yeah, yeah, well, he could, you should talk to him because you could, you could tell your story or you, he could help you with the, the true crime thing. And I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll call, try and call him, see if he'll answer some questions. Because, you know, nobody else had any answers. And so, you were in the halfway house. I was in the halfway house. Yeah. So I talked to Danny a few times. He, I sent him an email. He called me, or we arranged a time to talk. We talked for like 30 minutes or an hour. Then another time I talked to him again. Then another time I talked to him again. And he kept saying, you need to come on the podcast. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in the halfway house. But I can't. So what ended up happening was, when I finally got out of the halfway house, I'd been out of the halfway house about a month or two, and Danny called me up one day and said, listen, I had a guest fall through. I had another guy fall through a couple weeks ago. I haven't put anything out in a week or two. I need a guest. You said you would come on the pod. And I was like, I don't know, man. He goes, you said. I answered your questions. Oh, you, you vetted him. Said you said you'd come on. Like a bad guy, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> I did fucking say that. <clears throat> so then I came on the podcast, and I walked in and said you know let me tell my story you said you said yeah how long does it take and i said man i got a 15 minute version i got a 45 minute version i got a two hour version what do you want and he goes two hours hell yeah i talked for two hours and it ended up getting like in the first couple months i think it got like a million and then since it's got seven hundred thousand or so it's like a <laughs> 1.7 million or something like yeah that. that was the rise to fame right. the full episodes at like two million 1.8 million and then we i posted another one that's got like one and a half million i put a couple of clips of it that have millions of views and then yeah. that was that well, was I've, history and then i came back a few times mm -hmm. and uh, i've got other ones that came back where they're half a million a million like i don't think anything ever got as much as the very first one but yeah 
you know, the algorithm's tired of me now and I'm nobody. And now I'm just, they're like, yeah, we're done with you. And so this, you know, now I come on here and he said, now, Danny just said, he's like, look, let's, we're going to talk a little bit about you first, just to let people know who you are. He goes, cause you know, a lot of your podcasts flip a uh, flop. He just said that. I walked in that. Like I just drove across he's the bridge. Cold, I walk man. in, he goes, bro, your shit flops. You just invited me to come. Oh my God. He's mean spirited. You know, he that's is. not what I meant, Matt. Come tough. on. That's tough. I got, I'm getting, I got my girlfriend's giving me shit about coming here. She's is like, she really? She's well, no, oh, by the way, she's no longer your girlfriend. No, she's Congratulations. No, Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. yeah. Your Beyonce. Congratulations, um, Matt Cox. Yeah. Uh, boy, let me tell you how, what, what, a, what a work that was, huh? I put in, I definitely put in my work, bro. Hey, we've actually kind of seen that whole saga oh from the God. beginning. From the on to the off to the gone and back. See, and, and, and this is the kind of thing I say. And then I get, and then and he'll put this out in a week and she'll come home and, I'll be like, hey, She's what's mad. going on? She'll go, nothing. She saw the podcast. Will she yeah. watch these? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Really? I, I'm Listen, she goes through all my comments. Like, mm-hmm. I really genuinely always felt like she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. She didn't care. She didn't this. And now I realize she actually does go through all my stuff constantly. That's how women are, man. And I'm like, you know, she'll go, did you read this comment? I'm like, what? What comment? Uh, you know, this guy said this and this. And I'm like, when did you start reading my comments? She's like, I've always read them. I just never <laughs> wanted you to know that I was reading them. So, yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah. That, that seems like all, that's like the beginning stage of every relationship where the one, the, the lady or woman is always going through every little detail of the man's personal life to make sure everything's he's not, uh, he's he's not, not being sneaky. I am, though. That he's not some sneaky. con man. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I am. Like, she's like, you know. Yeah, but you're not running around. He is around the con man. No, no, I'm too old for that. That's all they really care about. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, we got we got engaged like uh, a couple about a couple weeks ago. Congratulations, yeah. Matt Cox. Yeah. I figure that gives me six six months, maybe a year. <laughs> buys you another six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you going to be? Uh, are we going to be invited to the wedding? Yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, I definitely got to go. I'm assuming there's going to be a wedding. I don't know. I got to talk to her. What kind of wedding could Matt Cox have? It would have to be oh, small. Man. Like, hey, well, no, it's got to be big. It's you got to have some good ideas. <laughs> we got to rent somewhere. Oh, sick. you know what was funny? Um, you know Dan Wise. Oh, Dan Wise. You don't know him. But they call him Art App Dan. He was in prison in Art App. Um. And uh, he was saying, he's like, bro, you got to have a YouTube wedding. And I go, what is oh, that? Oh, yeah, you should. Goes, yeah, like we got to bring cameras. We got to this. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. Like the Hulkster's wedding. What was like his wedding? Like Ric Flair then when they filmed it. Or no, the, maybe that was Bubba when Hulk, I was, filmed the, Ric when Hulk, was, the, Hulk was the best man at uh, Bubba's wedding. At Bubba oh, the Love Sponge. That worked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bubba yeah, that was did the not best work man out wedding. too well. No, Hulk was Bubba's best man. Oh, Hulk was Bubba's best man. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. Wow. It, and this is the one where he, you know what else his is wife? You know what else yeah, is crazy? Yeah. That didn't unfold uh, too yeah, well. That, yeah. You know what the craziest thing about the Bubba Hulk relationship was? He let, he trusted him so much when Hulk went in to get his knee surgeries and his hip surgeries done because they put him made him unconscious. He made Bubba go in the room, the operating room, to watch the doctors. <laughs> they were best buds. Like because he's so such a high, a uh, high um, profile profile person. person. Yeah. Because of that, and I Bubba guess make sure the, the security. He had to make sure the surgeon was doing it right. No, no. The, the <laughs> real reason that he had Bubba in there was to make sure that they weren't like taking photos of him naked, taking right, photos of his yeah. fucking dick or his balls or whatever. Yeah, Smart. like uh, did you uh, see that? Was it Joan Rivers or something? Like they, she was out, and they're like taking pitch selfies oh, with her so and stuff, and, and then she died on the table. No, no. Yeah. So they got all these selfies, and then she dies. They're like, "Oh fuck!" Oh hell no! Inappropriate. 
So fucked. I had no. Is, That's are those lawsuit. photos on the internet? I'm sure. I'm pot. I mean, I'm sure. Austin's. They're definitely on Reddit. No, because I remember it was why. a big deal. They were like, "What? Do you, what? What? Like Fuck. maybe if you were more concerned about your patient and less concerned about getting she might selfies, not have died." Yeah, that's yeah. what they're saying. But who knows? She was old. Instead of Joan Rivers, instead of trying to get pictures of, jo- of fucking Joan Rivers' tits, <laughs> why don't you try to save her life? So anyway, Matt Cox's wedding. Mm. That sounds fun. Where are we gonna have it? Oh my God. Right, like it's so. We I, we got to call the doctor. The doctor will fund it. Oh, the doctor will. The fund doctor. It. Oh, see, just t- he listen. He loves that. He loves being out there. And yeah, the doctor. He'll he'll set us up somewhere nice. Yeah, that's that's that might be true. That mm-hmm. might be true. The doctor will be the best man. Shout out to the doctor. I think the doctor yeah, will be the best man. He's listen. I know when he's when he's busy and when he's not. Like he'll have a, a, a four or five days where he's busy. I don't hear from him at all. And then he'll have like a a slow day or something. And I mean, I get TikToks all day. He long. sends them to you. Ram, ram, ram. I'm just like, man. Uh, yeah. He's uh yeah. Where does he live again? I was just, doesn't he live down in Fort Myers? No, no, he, he did live in Fort. Oh, that's right. He did the live. Doctor, bro. He was a little bit further. He was like <clears throat> Venice. No, no, Venice is Naples. Where are the little islands down there? Like Sanibel. Sanibel, Sanibel yeah. got total. Yeah, yeah. Like Sanibel Island is where I think he lived. Sanibel got like the Sanibel worst. Sanibel was right in the middle of that. Yeah, it's not funny, but so yeah, they got smoked. He was there. Then he moved. Then he moved. Um, I forget uh, where he moved, but then now he, I think he lives in uh, Texas. He's moved a couple oh, times. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. What kind of, he must not have like a dedicated practice, like hospital that he works at. What kind of, I wonder. Huh. I don't know. I don't know how medical. He's very. He's a very mysterious. He is doctor. a very mysterious. He's a very. He, I don't even know. If, I don't even know. To be honest, like I know his I'm name. Not even sure if he's I'm not even sure it's his real name. I don't even know if I know his real name. Oh, <laughs> so do you know anyone who got fucked up by that hurricane? Um, Jess has a friend who just bought a house, mm. and she was sending pictures. Like, I mean, it's underwater. The roof got ripped off. The wow. it's got you know you can see all the drywalls. You know, the roof gets ripped off. Then it rains inside. Yeah. The, the ceiling and the drywalls all hanging down. And, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Dude, the, our beach, the beach right across, you know, the, the beach, you could hit a golf ball and hit the beach from here. So, like, right over the bridge here, it was shut down for, like, f- three days straight. And they put the cops, put like, sit there. There's, like, six cop cars on each side of the bridge to make sure no cars go over. And we were going over because his grandma has the the uh, residence pass to go over to the beach because she lives, she right lives over, over there on the beach. So, we, we, we were going over there every single day just checking on it. And it never really got that crazy. Like, that photo you sent me. Of my kids at on the beach. Yeah, we we went over there and we were hanging out on the beach yeah. for a couple yeah. hours, like like running around. I'm like, are you you going to be okay? You, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, if we you need anything. Beach. And he's like, yeah, we're riding out. They're all you're on the beach with yeah. the kids. I'm like, well, he's he's not worried at all. No, yeah. it's nothing, man. We, we got lucky, man. It curved. We even with lucky, Irma, man. we did the same thing with Irma. We were like right on the beach, right like the fucking eight hours before Irma made landfall and Irma was projected mm-hmm. to hit us up until maybe like four hours before, and, and then it, it took curved. a hard right. Mm. We'll get lucky over here for some reason. Knock on wood. <clears throat> they said we they haven't had like a devastating direct hit over here on this side in like a hundred plus years in this area. It's two. I know that's scary, right? The clock yeah. is ticking. Like, oh, it's been listen. The longer it's been, the ticking. better chance there is is gonna yep. happen. I mean, can't dodge every bullet. No, but if you look at like if you look at the shape of the Gulf of Mexico, you can tell that there's. It looks like fucking thousands and thousands of hurricanes have gone right up through there and just taken all that out and they've eaten it all away just by the shape of the bottom half of the United States, you know? 
And it could like Bruce you. In there. I wonder if eventually, due to uh, you know, whatever kind of weather events or climate change or if um like New Orleans and that whole area will eventually just sink into the fucking ocean, like they say Miami sinking into the ocean. Miami sinking into the ocean. Yeah, you didn't know that. You ever seen the Dan Pena video? No. <laughs> My they're saying <laughs> the climate change the climate change people. Dan Pena. Oh, the guy who screams and hollers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old yeah. guy he's Okay, yeah. So there's angry. a video. The guy's wild as hell. There's a video. Boziak loves him. <laughs> He's oh, so like, that's Boziak. If he was rich and old, yeah. that'd be Boziak. I could see that. There's a video of this lady. This guy's like, <laughs> I don't know what Dan Pena's story is. He's some sort of like, he lives, I think he lives in the UK. I have no he, idea. He lives in the UK. He's some sort of real, big real estate, like billionaire, I guess. And uh, some lady at some conference asked him a question about climate change and flying yeah, yeah. jets around. Doesn't, doesn't exist. And he doesn't ripped exist, this yeah. lady apart. He Smash. actually made a really good point, an interesting point about real estate he goes all these fucking beachfront condos and beachfront homes in miami and all up and down the east coast and everywhere you go you think the banks would loan money if you if they thought that these places would be underwater in 10 20 30 years right typical mortgages on these places are 40 how long are they 40 50 year mortgages yeah, 30 to 40 yeah so they're saying if, if these banks thought that climate change and was and the elevation of the of the uh the oceans rising we're going to take out these properties they wouldn't invest in them but I don't know. Would they might? Because if you look at the history of banks, they don't really give a fuck about the long term. They just care about the short. I mean, if you look at the the housing crash and all the other shit, like the shit you were involved in in the two thousand six crash, the banks clearly weren't that competent to like look deep into the fucking the loans and the mortgages and. Well, yeah, there was. It, I mean, it was just their their belief that that it couldn't crash. For some reason. So, you know, they, they just weren't concerned because they just didn't think the entire economy could collapse. And well, bankers you know, aren't it did. Bankers aren't like. Economists, right? Bankers aren't, yeah, aren't none of the almost none of the economists saw it coming, you know, like it was amazing. Like right. it was so few people saw it coming. And so like, those people are now like, you know, they everybody thinks they're they're um fortune tellers now they're like oh my gosh you know they're like what about all the signs were there like he mm -hmm. you know why people just weren't looking people just believe that it just couldn't collapse and you know do, did you see the big short yeah, yeah. what's the guy's name again so good oh, i forget that, the, guy's that name. the guy that christian bale plays yeah he's great <laughs> uh, so that's such a good movie that's a great it's a great movie it's an amazing movie yeah it's a great movie because like i was mentioned this because i was actually was talking about it today is that if you watch um too big to fail like that shows it from like the the top up, like what's happening. You never really, you, you you know, you don't you don't understand it on a on a very small level. Like mm -hmm. a, what's what like was really it. right. Like you're looking down, like hey, bad things are happening. Here's why. You never really get a sense. But with the big so short, the they really it. take yeah. you in. Like this is the problem. This one guy. Mm -hmm. This one girl. This one. Like these brokers. These brokers because of these bank. Like they show you the whole thing, and yeah. then you start to go. Down to the very bottom. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, is that enough? Well, it is if you start adding zeros. Eventually, it's yeah. this massive upside down, you know, pyramid that just collapses. He's at King of Diamonds in Miami getting a lap dance in the strippers telling him about all our condos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you and he's like, how many do you have? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I thought you just had one. And she's like, no, I have seven. <laughs> Oh, man, unbelievable. <laughs> Red flag. It's a great scene. Hey, yeah. pull up that Dan Pena video. I want to show that to Matt. I interviewed a guy today. Um, <clears throat> I interviewed a guy today who's a a, a foreclosure attorney. I texted it to you. Yeah, he's a foreclosure attorney, and he was uh -huh. and he was doing foreclosures when I was 
in Ebor City, mm-hmm. you know, running my scams. And so he's like, I mean, I don't know if I foreclosed on any of the properties that you were involved in, but I did a whole podcast with him talking about yeah. foreclosures. They were like, two oh, hours. did you really? Yeah. Was, you think I, he did something on yours? No, I mean, he said I, I don't. He said he didn't have any idea. You know. Yeah. Um. But so, it, it was it was it was just interesting to talk to him. Like I could have talked to that guy forever. Yeah. I don't know if anybody will ever watch the video. He was doing it at the same time. Yeah, he was for the banks. He oh, was okay. foreclosing on people for the banks, and mm-hmm. he's like, you know. And so we started, you know, just talking about the different things. And he he had read my book. I actually went mm-hmm. to a podcast. I went to a Podfest um, meeting, and he was there. And it's funny because like I was leaving, and I said, "Oh, I, I understand." So you're an attorney. He was like, "Right." And I was like, "Yeah, I own. A, I or I, I run a, like a, a YouTube channel here in Tampa. If you're ever interested in coming in, I said, I mean, it's true crime." He goes, "I know who you are, Mister Cox." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I, "And he goes, I I read your book." And I went, <laughs> I start laughing. I go, I look at Jess, and I go, <laughs> and I'm looking at him, totally serious, stone really? faced. Yeah, dude. and I was like, um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I was like, yeah. uh, if if you're interested, he goes, okay. And but then. A month or two went by, and he contacted me and was like, "He came on." Yeah, he came on. He oh, was much cool. nicer. The like, he just seemed initially. I was like, "Did that seem odd to you?" She goes, "Yeah." He didn't seem like he thought it was funny. Yeah, I said, "No, he didn't." But he was super cool when he came on today. Maybe he was starstruck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to hear your take on this. Let's watch it. All right. I got yeah. I got a few, Bob. Yeah. Okay. You support Trump? You do? Yep. I was one of the first endorsers, public okay. endorsers of President Trump. What are you Trump. guys going to do when our ocean level rises? Thank you for asking that no, question. No, I have no, the answer, though. No, let me finish. I have the answer. Let me finish. Well, well, uh, thank right you for now. the question. Yeah. Right now, for, okay. For the first time on earth, we're changing the gas. Now you're full of shit. Sit down. I'm going to answer you. Oh, I'm going to shut up and shut up and sit down. No way. Sit down. No. No, I gotta finish my question. Uh, you a- I'm, I'm gonna, gonna answer global warming. Right, All right, finish now, the question. Then answer. It's changing on Earth. And it's changing to CO2. What do you people with the money, what are you doing about this? Because I'm gonna I've tell you right now. Children. No, I've got children. I've oh, got God. 21, 23 year old children. Yes, you're supposed to ask 21, 23? That's not a child. With money. Yeah, you, really. You, you talk about money all of the time. Okay, okay, he's okay. steaming. Down, he's please. steaming right sit now. Sit down, please. Why in the front row. Excuse me. Look at in the front row. Please sit down. Okay, you've asked your question. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm going I'm to answer. Excuse me, ma'am. Please, please sit down. And, please. Thank you. That's okay. Please sit down. That was pretty answer. good of him to hold his okay. composure there. In 2011, my wife and I were in Antarctica renewing our vows. For most of you that don't know, Antarctica's on a mountaintop, okay? And uh, there is a $500 million fa- um, facility, uh, scientific facility there, and, and the scientists came to give us presentations about global warming. And they had cores of ice that they had drilled. They had drilled four or 5,000 cores, and they only brought 15 or 20. So they're going through the second or third core, and they said... Uh, 275,000 years ago, this was the temperature, blah, 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 blah. And then 55,000 years ago, the world was two degrees warmer Celsius than it is today. This is 2011. And, oh, wait, stop, stop, stop. And he said, and I said, well, you mean the whole world? He says, yes. And the, the poles are only benchmarks. And I said, well, what about 
the things that the, the young woman alluded to, okay? And he said, it's all cyclical. And although the gas may have exacerbated it, in the cosmos of time, it's not a fart in the wind. In the cosmos of time, of the 13.8 billion years that we've been on this miserable planet, it's not a fart in the wind. And as I told Joe Rogan on his show, and he said in his infinite wisdom, and uh, Joe, if you hear this, I thank you for the opportunity of being on your show. He said, then in 25,000 years, it's most likely not going to be a problem. Now, my direct answer to your question, if that were really true, which you believe, and let's just for a moment say that it is true. That means that the best scenario vis-a-vis global warming is about 10 feet raising water. That's the best scenario over the next 40, 50 years. That's the best scenario. The worst scenario is about 100 feet. Well, let's just take the 10 feet. If the water on the planet is going to rise up 10 feet, that means the southern part of the United States is gone. England is gone. Most of Europe is gone. And I can go, uh, most of Central America is gone. Okay. Not if really. that's the case, yeah, let's just take feet. Florida, for example, which Ten is one of the fastest-growing condominium, beachfront condominiums on the planet. In the prospectus, when you invest, there should be, in the footnotes, if global warming is for real, they won't put it that way, global warming happens, and water rises 10 feet, this investment you made is fuck all. Not one single investment prospectus written since 2000, this century, has alluded to global warming. Not one motherfucker. If it were really true, the banks wouldn't invest. The banks wouldn't finance. Not one motherfucking condominium. So the people that have the money, and I'm, I'm jealous of the Vice President Gore, which Sally and I rode on a plane from South America with a few years ago. I am jealous he came up with a scam before I did. <laughs> because the financial institutions, the banks of this world, know it's not going to happen. Otherwise, you couldn't get a goddamn loan in London. You know those 30, 40-year mortgages? The world will be over by then. Is Barclays Bank going to give you a motherfucking loan? With the greatest respect, ma'am, it's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. Hmm. Well, first of all, he's definitely wrong about the 10 feet thing. Yeah. Second of all, uh, in Miami, even on the beaches here in Florida, all throughout the Carolinas, if you want to build <laughs> any kind of new construction on the beach or anywhere near the beach on the barrier islands, you have to have the first whole fucking like 20 feet of the building has to be solid concrete, unhabitable space, like parking garages and shit. So that's definitely a thing. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's because of globe of, uh, of the rising sea level. They don't it say just, it's probably yeah, but, more insurance. Reasons. Yeah, it, it could be for insurance. It could right. be for flooding. It could be, for, you know, it could be for hurricanes. It mm. could be like, for sure. That's, that's the reason why. Yeah. For like floods and stuff, and for water, that's basically the same thing. If you're saying if the sea level rises, they wouldn't invest in these construction, building these giant, you know, high rises or buildings. Not on one water. motherfucker. I, you know <laughs> the 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 problem with 
you know, the problem with my view is that much like what's his name again? Dan Pena. Dan Pena. Dan Pena's view, although I'd like to think my pitch would be way better, is that it's <laughs> is that it's it's similar to his, only because there are so many people making money at it that it, it's it's like it's like COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it, it's you know like they put themselves in a position to make a bunch of money, then they create a uh, create a crisis that they are able to profit from profit from. And then nobody says anything like, you know, COVID, like, you know, it, it's it's the same thing. Like, where, where are the hundreds of thousands of people and millions or half a million people that died from COVID? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, people died. You know, it was a really bad cold. Yeah. But if 40 to 60,000 people a year die from the cold and a, a two or 300,000 died from COVID, okay, well, you're right. It's double, triple. Yeah. But you know where were the millions oh no we fixed it really because other countries that didn't do the same things that we did there's they, they didn't have a problem you know what i'm saying like there are other countries that just didn't shut down at all yeah they're mm-hmm. like yeah we're done wear a mask but we're just going to keep going and that whole country's still there do they have some deaths yeah they had some deaths like it, it's the same thing you know to me global warming is like is the planet you know is it warming yeah would it do it without us yeah yeah. You know, would it, are we contributing to it? Probably. But the problem is, it's like padding a file, right? So if I investigate you, there's a murder and there's five or six of us and the police believe that Danny did it. Then what they do is they interview enough people and the people that all agree that Danny has said something bad about hat rack and they're going to, they, there have been bad blood and he was, had talked about him. And I heard him say something and this and that. Those are the ones that they really write everything out. The other guys that say, well, you know, there were some issues yeah. between the two of them. And they go, okay, but do you know? You know, well, no, I don't think, but he, he didn't kill him. I know he didn't. I think this, I think, okay, so so you don't really know. No. Oh, okay. Well, no, I don't. Okay, so then they put, well, I talked to him, but he was non-responsive, right? They only really focus on the people that support their theory. Mm-hmm. So when you're done, you have 150 <clears throat> people that were interviewed and you've got, 40 people that 100% say that Danny killed Hatrack, mm-hmm. you know? And so the other people were all like, yeah, he didn't see anything. He didn't have anything conclusive. He didn't really have anything. So they, they really only focus on the people that support them. And before you know it, all you've got is people that say that you murdered him. And the truth is, it was, you know, it could have been anybody else. There were other people who had stronger motives. Mm. And then if you go to trial, well, then they just put those people on the stand. You know, because the prosecution can't do a, a, a thorough investigation like the police can. And it's the same thing. Like, so if you if I'm saying, hey, I want to come up with a whole I want to come up with a do a whole investigation into global warming. I need money mm-hmm. from the government to, to support my my, um, you know, my scientific endeavor, my my experiments or whatever. They go, OK, they give. Oh, it's for global warming. OK, so you think there's global warming? Yeah, I absolutely believe there is. And I think this will help prove it here. Now, yeah. if you say, no, actually, the data I've covered so far doesn't prove that there is global warming. Yeah. I need a, a a grant. They go, yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, no. No, we're not, not going to work. Mm. Now, if that same guy came back and said, listen, I've, we found a lot of I proof. found something. We found something. We think there's definitely global warming. They go, well, do you need some money? Mm-hmm. So before you know it, all you have is scientists that are out there that are in support of global warming. They get to talk on CNN. They get to talk on all these platforms. They get pushed. Yeah. They get funded. The people that are saying that it's not really a thing. Like, is there a contribution? Well, sure, probably. 
But the people that are saying no and I have proof don't get funding. They don't get picked up and get – they don't get to talk on mm-hmm. CNN. They don't get invited to the conferences. Before you know it, they just kind of fall to the wayside. Like mm-hmm. you can prove anything with enough money. I mean, listen, they used to tell people that cigarettes were, were good for your lungs. Yeah. You know, and there was science behind it. Like, oh, no, we did a study. We got 400 people and we this and we that yeah. and the capacity of the this. come They're on, stronger. man. Are you serious? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's the same things that we think. And, and by the way, when I was growing up and the concept, like, they act like this concept came up in like 2000 and five or something like that listen i i heard we i was hearing about it when i was in school mm-hmm. and like fourth and fifth grade there were there were textbooks that were talking about global warming but and by the way so within 30 years like half of florida was supposed to be gone we're still here yeah now what happened there's tons of countries <laughs> out there that aren't even agreeing with any of this like china's not cutting back yeah mm-hmm. so no, not I, at all right but you have to pay f- money in if you if you put out this much of a carbon footprint on your factory you have to pay in this money and this money why are we paying in all this money these other countries aren't paying in any money yeah mm. like how much have we really you know cut back i don't i don't i just don't i just don't i just don't see it and it's like oh well the proof yeah the proof now but in six months or six years or 50 years listen 100 years from now people might be laughing their ass off listen these guys thought yeah, they were warming the fucking planet. I'm gonna believe this. Mm-hmm. As as much as we laugh about people, you know, healing you by putting leeches on you and sucking the bad blood out. It's like, yeah. Well, they try to make it into something way more than it really is. Like people, like like that lady who was in the stands talking to yeah. Dan Pena. She's like, my children, my, my children. children. What are you gonna do? It's the same thing with like the vaccines. People just they make it a part of their fucking being. Like right. it's it's what it's like like political people like like hardcore trump supporters they that's part of their identity and right. who they are what's well, the same thing on the you know on the other side like people get on both sides yeah yeah on both sides like i i just doesn't it just it just kills me when like like you and i can't be friends because you believe this and i believe that okay well right. why so you believe that? Okay, that's fine. I'm sure there's lots of things that we disagree on. Yeah. Why can't we be friends? Right. Like because you want to build housing funded by the government that supports pedophiles <laughs> yeah, yeah. and child molesters. Exactly. Why would you or do that? You want a wall. <laughs> you know, you want a wall, and that's wrong. And that's mm-hmm. well, I mean, bro, what are you talking about? I just want to secure the borders. I just don't want people to come Dude, over here. And- you know, Biden. I just heard. Maybe you can Google this, but Biden just like did something to fund some giant part of the wall, like fixing, uh, he just put a bunch of money into like filling in a gap of the wall in Texas, I think just, you know, it's, and nobody covers it. It's not anywhere on CNN. Well, did you see, was it, there was some mall shooting. I don't, I forget how long ago it was a few weeks ago. I, I saw a clip a few weeks ago where they were in like a, a mall or something. And some guy, pulled out a gun and started shooting people. And some other guy who had a carry permit pulled his gun out and yeah. shot him from God, like 200 feet away and just killed him. Executed, right. Boom. Right. Nobody covers it. Nope. Yeah. Why? He legally had a gun and he killed right. the guy. What? And saved people. Right. Where's gun control? What, right. what, are, what about the people that don't want? The guy, the guy who saved it, who shot the bad guy, he was illegally carrying a gun? He was no, legally. Legal, legal. He, was, he was legally carrying. Yeah, he was right. legally yeah. carrying a gun. That's what I thought. I mean, there's lots of... There's lots of stuff like that. You just never hear about it. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's, it's the Andrew Tate thing mm, with, oh, with yeah. me and these, me and these people in, uh, in Los Angeles. Well, you and these people, what, what's, what do you mean? 
Oh, I didn't tell you. It's the Los Angeles people. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Um, So I was doing a... I was... I was I hired or partnered with I partnered with a company that I was doing um, a, a true crime series on, you know, on me being in prison, interviewing these guys and writing their stories. Mm-hmm. So this guy it was for a, a company. Um, what is it called uh, Little Everywhere? Uh, it's a podcast company. I listened to some of their stuff like I'd actually gone out, gone to Los Angeles and met with them. Um, it was a, 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 the guy's name was Dan and, and it was really nice. Like there was a, two people I met them. They're super nice. And so I meet them and, um, you know, we talked on and off and eventually we end up, you know, kind of, um, bro, this could be a podcast on in and of itself. I mean, honestly, this is a fucking hour long thing. I, I'll wrap it up that basically we started you don't have to make it. No, you can talk about it. We got time. We, oh my God, we started doing this. We started doing the series about the first, it was going to be several different, uh, several different stories I'd done, right? Like, I think it was going to be like Marcus Shrinker. Like a TV series? No, no, it was just a podcast, like an audio podcast. Okay, okay. For, and they sell theirs to like these big time podcasts. Like they have, the, they have a bunch of super cool podcasts. Okay. Like the nice like serial, like, like, like the produced podcast. Yes. Yeah. Heavily produced. Right. right. Amazing. Like great. They do mm-hmm. great work. Yep. It's like an audio documentary basically. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of what I had listened to. Uh, they did all, they did one on all different types of scams, like a multi-level marketing scams and stuff. Really, really cool. Um, so we met, we or we met, we talked, we negotiated for however long. Dan, super nice guy, and you know, initially when we met, it was going to happen right away. Like you know, as soon as we're done, we're going to start taping. You know, okay. So we 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 eventually come to an agreement, and we're going to do like. Marcus Shrinker story. Then we were going to do, um, what was the other story? Um, oh, then we we're going to do like, um, like Carrie's story. Then we were going to like, uh, um, Carrie Lee, sorry. Um, another story I wrote, um, we were going to do pain. We were going to do, um, uh, um, atonement. Like I have like, we had like three or four stories we we're going to go over. So we start recording one of the stories. It took months and months. We'd record like um, two hours here, three hours here, four hours here. Like it, it really dragged on. Are you recording them out there in Los Angeles? No, no. We're doing it like uh, like they, they sent me a mic. They, okay. The head said the <laughs> whole thing. It's all going through um, not StreamYard, another another company. Um, so we do this whole thing. Uh, I thought it was really coming out. I thought it was good. Uh, Dan was doing it. And and then it, then suddenly he got another project. He had to go do this, go do that. And it, it kept dragging and dragging and dragging. Like half the stuff they said was going to happen on the time frame it was going to happen didn't happen. Yeah. But, you know, that's fine. Like I was glad to, you know, be like they were like it was going to be a real thing, right? Like this thing literally was like over a year and change where they were going to have it done within very quickly. Turned out they dragged me for over a year and change. Fine. Then Dan comes back and he says, and he says, um, here's the thing. He said, we just got hooked up with another big production company. Like, I don't know if it was Apple or who, who this other, um, this other podcast type, uh, f- um, f- whatever, um, thing was right. Like a platform platform. Like, I don't know who it was. Like it was like Apple or yeah. somebody, Spotify, who's, somebody big. Exactly. It was big. They just got in good with them. They were like, listen, and they want true crime. They said, so Dan goes, the problem is Matt, like we didn't do a great job the first time he was. And I, I thought it was good. And he said, the problem is you and I became much more friendly towards the end 
joking around and getting to know each other and having fun with it. He said, then we did the initially. He goes, so would it bother you if we redid the whole thing? And I thought, God damn. This is like 12 hours or something, 12 to whatever. And I was like, you know, but I'm going to be a good sport. Yeah. No problem. I said, no problem, bro. I mean, I want to get the best result possible. Like, you know, um, and keep in mind too, like the deal we worked out was great for me. Not, not, not great for me. It was a good solid deal. Like I'm, I'm getting so much money per episode, which I hadn't been, I'd been paid one time. Like it was supposed to be every episode, but that's fine. That didn't happen. That's fine. Um, then once they sell the series, all of the, I was going to get a portion of the, of the revenue that created from the, either the sale of the show or, and the back end. Like if it, sometimes they just put it up and you get the, um, ad revenue. Sometimes the place just buys it from you. Either way, I got a portion of that. So I'm looking to make a chunk of money Mm -hmm. and have a really good version of my stories out there. And then those stories, I get to keep a portion of the intellectual property if it's sold. Like a lot of these things are being turned in. And they had some that had been optioned and were being turned into things. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Things are good. We start doing it again. We get about halfway through the whole thing. And now they've hired, they've hired a girl named Joy. Um, Joy uh, is a, uh, what do you call that? Uh, um, shoot, their website's on there. I forget. Uh, Joy's, uh, it's, yeah. Oh, wait, who's Joy? Well, Joy is, I don't know. What, what, what do you call her? What do they call her? Whatever. She's like, an video, like a, a producer, video producer. Okay. So, Joy, and, and I think I pretty much talked to everybody there. Who's that? calling you no i don't know that's mike hudson um so anyway yeah that's dan so you got neck tattoos yeah he was in some band he was in like a big time uh band or something modest mouse it says he was in modest mouse after years touring and recording with bands modest mouse damn that's wild right okay super nice guy uh joy joy seemed joy seemed nice um we start do, redoing all the things again. Great. We're redoing it again. Halfway. Oh, all, actually almost done. Because we were at the point where like Shrinker was like, had like jumped out of the airplane and you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And at one point when we were sitting there, I was talking about the financial crisis. We got into, to the point where the financial crisis had happened and, and basically Bernie Madoff had gotten arrested and that kind of uncovered Marcus Shrinker's scam, where he was running a Ponzi scheme. One of the schemes he was doing was a Ponzi scheme. So that ended up, I said, as a result of that, people started wanting their money back and wanting to know where their money was. And now it very quickly unraveled that he's running a Ponzi scheme himself. And so as we're talking about it, um, all of a sudden, Joy kind of just starts shaking her head, right? Because I'm on like StreamYard or Zoom or something. Yeah. Now, she kind of just starts shaking her head. Yeah. And I remember going, and, and, I, and I could see she's shaking her head. Dan could see she's shaking her head. And I think Dan said, Joy, something wrong? Yeah. And Joy goes, keep in mind, they're in, they're in California. Yeah, yeah. And Joy says, well, it just got me thinking about, you know, just, just the, this, this whole government in general. And, okay, and, and I and – I, you know, I didn't say anything. And then he goes, well, what do you mean, Joy? She, she goes, you know, just what a scam the whole system is. You know, it's this whole <laughs> system that's set up by these old white guys that just set up this whole system. And um, she said, you know, it's just it's just all basically she said it's just all a scam. 
And I was like, and so I'm sitting there like, it's such an odd thing to say in the middle of this conversation. Yeah. And, and so Is then she, she's recording with you. She's one of the producers. She's on, but she doesn't have a microphone. She's not part of the no, show. She, she does. Well, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know yet. Cause I have never heard of an episode. Keep in mind, this is over a year and change they've been having me do these. Right, but you're recording. Never produced anything. Like, I've never heard anything. But so, so to get, I'm trying to understand, like, what the dynamic here is. The dynamic is, is you're sitting in your house recording on on a microphone and you're looking right. at them on Telling like, a the story. Oh, by the way, they had me build out a whole thing with a mic. Like, I've invested hundreds of dollars into this whole thing, this whole production, so that I can get the best. I'm in a closet with all of these. Um, the, what do you, the styrofoam, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. the whole thing is like, I mean, soundproofing. like soundproofing, like it's perfect in a closet carpet, the soundproofing, the mics, everything. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and the way it's supposed to work, is like, Dan is going to be asking me questions and I'm telling him a story and he would interject every once in a while and we'd laugh, but now she's involved too, whether or not she was going to be a part of the program. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they never got that far. So we're now on like 20 some odd hours at, of doing this and at least. And so. She says, you know, oh, a bunch of old white guys set up the system, this and that. It's completely rigged. And I was like, okay, right. And, and she's like, you know, just it's just so – it's just, the whole, whole thing's unfair. And this whole like – she starts in with like the Constitution and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, okay. And then, you know, I don't want to – like I don't want to jump on it. Yeah. I don't want to jump on it because I already get this vibe. She's young. They're in yeah. California. She's ready to snap. They're extremely liberal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to say anything. Okay. And then – Dan said, makes a comment like, Matt, what do you think about that? Oh, fuck. And I went. He just spiced it up. 